yeah so tell me tell me how you yeah where did you yeah maybe start with where you first heard the term spiritual abuse like did you <laughs> um I did not even know that spiritual abuse was a thing I yes. actually just thought like it actually came out to me by accident actually yeah. like you know I was telling you know my partner at the time you abused me physically you abused me financially you abused me spiritually like mm -hmm. and it was just, like it just came out for me and I thought you know what that's actually quite a huge part of our relationship this kind of spiritual kind of abuse. And I was like, is that like a legit thing? So I actually went to Google and I actually typed in like spiritual abuse, like just like a, yeah. I don't even know it was a thing, you know? Yeah. And then you know, some kind of blogs came up, some some kind of material came up kind of thing, but not yeah. a lot, not yeah. a lot was coming up for spiritual abuse. But I knew like, oh my goodness, finally there's a name for this thing where people are using spirituality and religion to control, manipulate and abuse people. And that's exactly what's happening for me because mm -hmm. that's the only reason why I'm in the relationship that I'm in right now, because I'm being spiritually abused. They're yeah. using the religion, they're using spirituality, they're using like, you know, this kind of higher meaning, higher explanation for why things right. are going on for why I should be in this relationship or why I should be giving this relationship another chance or there's a higher yeah. purpose for this relationship. So yeah. it was really by accident that I came across the term. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And it was only like afterwards I really started to like delve into it more and, uh, you know, you know, kind of follow spiritual abuse hashtags and right. you know, watch right. spiritual abuse videos on YouTube and stuff like that. But really, really at this point, there really is not. For the amount of people that are out there that actually, you know, believe or are into spirituality or follow a religion, there's really, 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 a really, really tiny um, amount of information about spiritual abuse. It's, it's like... Yeah. Um, you know, when you, when, when you're opening a bank account, for example, when you want to send money to somebody, for example, mm -hmm. and they tell you to be aware of phishing scams, right. you know, they tell you to be aware that they may be fraudsters that mm -hmm. may come and try and trick you to get your money or whatever, you know, credit card scams, etc. You know, so if you're getting into something financial, it's almost like those, those um, red flags should be available for you. You should know the risks that you're getting involved in, right? Yeah. When you're when you're when you're doing something like that, you know, people always tell you as a, as a woman, spiritual abuse as you're like walking into a church. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but a hundred percent though. That's it's, it sounds crazy. No, no, no. It sounds crazy, but it really should be that. I a hundred percent think it should be that. Your pastor may be a wolf. Watch yeah. out. No, what and I think that that's, that's part of the problem is we're conditioned to think spiritual leaders and pastors are sick. And yeah, we automatically exactly. think that they Precisely. Are. We are conditioned to think that they're safe. So automatically, you don't know him from Adam. You don't know her from Adam. But as soon as they got this title of pastor, prophet, apostle, like whatever, deacon or whatever automatically you've given your trust up to them yeah. because surely if they're holding this title, it's like, if you go to the doctor, you're not expecting them to poison you because you're mm -hmm. supposed to be treating me. As long as you're called the doctor, oh, okay. He knows what he's talking yeah. about. So he could prescribe anything to you. Yeah. And you'd be like, okay, my doctor said I should take this. Okay, so I'll take it. 
immediately, yeah. you know? But yeah. the thing is, with doctors, right, they've gone to school to learn this stuff. So to a degree, mm, maybe. But with these, you know, alleged prophets and pastors and deacons and stuff like that, it's almost self-appointed because I know a lot of people can say, um, you know, um, chosen by God or mm. doing God's work or um, a, a man of God, a woman of God and that kind of stuff, chosen by God, mm. using these words. How do you know who God chose, right? Mm. Surely if God did the choosing, only God would know who he chose right 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 so how are we almost as mere mortals deciding who god chose right and so why it, are they more qualified to make decisions the bible, preach the bible exactly. whatever exactly um, yeah and i think i mean there is and i think that that's part of the spiritual abuse thing is because there are passages in the bible about respecting your leaders and honoring your leaders and and, uh-huh. and so but the thing that i'm trying to like encourage people to do is yes that verse is there but it's not an isolated verse Mm. it's connected to an entire story of scripture and Mm. that person is still obligated to be be the things that they're required to be still you don't Mm. just give them your allegiance just because what are the repercussions if that person is not doing those things exactly yeah. Or is pretending to do those things. Right. Where is the the you know who's gonna kind of stand wow, up and say, you know yeah, what? Where is the authority? I know. And yeah. I think that I got lucky in the church that I was in because the denomination itself had it's kind of set up kind of like a like Catholicism, I guess. There's just like there's like different like uh presbyteries and within this within the state, within the state, within the region within the United States. And so there was like a higher authority that we were able mm. to go to and right. like submit um, a formal complaint about what happened. Yeah. And he was removed um, from his position by the higher authority, but now he's preaching in another church. So at another church outside of the denomination. So it doesn't- Is that in a different going. state or like the same different state? Different state, different denomination. Um, so there's their their authorities limited. Um, they removed him from that situation. And the thing that I'm studying now too is um, not just the pastor himself, but there's an entire system in place that gets these pastors into these positions. And I, 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 and the congregation's a part of that. I think the congregation is just, just as much a part of that. If they, they go and they soak in these words and they're not doing their own studying Mm -hmm. and they're just taking whatever the pastor says and they're not, um, yeah. And they're not being vigilant and wise, um, we're contributing to the system because we're not asking good questions. We're not studying ourselves. Um, Yeah. And I mean, and that is the job of a pastor. Like that is their job description to equip people. Like they're supposed to be teaching people how to read the Bible. Yeah. 
like yeah. almost like it's um it's normal to ask questions you know exactly. so I was having a conversation with somebody earlier and I was saying we've almost been taught that we can't ask questions you know yeah. if you try and ask like the difficult questions but but this or but that is like mm-hmm. shut up are you are you questioning god are you questioning you know the religion ah. so it's almost like we've been almost taught or they'll say it's in the bible the bible yeah. says it sorry yeah. Go and find it or whatever. whatever. I'm sorry if you don't like the Bible. (laughs) Yeah, you know, but we're not really taught to, we're kind of taught to be okay with questions not being answered and just, oh, well, well, I don't understand it. And it doesn't matter if you don't understand it. Nobody understands the whole Bible, you know? Right, exactly. You don't have to understand it. Just, you know. Yeah. And if you don't, if you do question, and I think that's what a lot of people who are in like the deconstruction movement are, are a lot of the, the people in that movement are saying like, we have become part of this movement because we have studied those, yeah. those of you are like pointing at us and saying, well, you don't care about the Bible. Well, no, we do. We've studied the Bible and we're saying <laughs> that what you're doing is not okay. That's why yeah. we're that's why we've moved over here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's intense for sure. It is. I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that the congregation is kind of a part of the spiritual abuse. You know, it perpetuates mm-hmm. it because it's not only just the the pastor who is doing the abusing or whoever else, it's it's everybody, mm-hmm. you know? Because an individual can, in, can actually spiritually abuse another individual. Like I said, in my particular relationship, for example, mm-hmm. I was being mm-hmm. spiritually abused. He wasn't a pastor, he wasn't a deacon or anything. Yeah. But he was invoking a higher power. Yeah, he was yeah. almost using, you know, God as an excuse. You know, he's learned somehow, just as these, you know, alleged pastors and prophets can almost pretend or learn how to do these miracle healings, miracle workings and stuff like that. It's very easy to fake or to rehearse these these roles. Yeah, it almost makes it easier because they're using God. Exactly. I've seen I've seen like videos on like social media of like five-year-olds like pretending to heal people and stuff like that and do all the stuff that the the, the pastors do and it's like really really scary because it's just like if a five-year-old can actually imitate like a whole healing a whole exorcism a whole you know deliverance like what would stop an adult that actually could gain you know monetary gains uh respect from the community all of this what would stop somebody from doing that absolutely not very much you know it's very easy to to fake um so we automatically believe that they're doing that so it's very easy for my ex-partner to do this to me as well like you know I'm seeing something in the spirit I'm do you know I'm I'm hearing something in the spirit I've seen a vision I've had a dream God told me to tell you this God told me God said this that kind of thing and you know you know I think a lot of people do that in the congregation as well God told me to tell you this God told me to do this God did this God did that and it's like 
a lot of the time God did not, you know? Yeah. Kind of. Unless a bit, unless a bit hokey. <laughs> yeah, unless you're referring to yourself as God and say, okay, yeah. I had a dream about you last night, you know, but, you know, should you really be specifying that, you know? Because I like to believe that, you know, God is inside of you. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in an external God, an external power force that is outside of you. Mm-hmm. I believe it's all inside. I believe God is internal. You know, I believe you and God are one, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily think that, you know, somebody is, it it depends on the way that they're trying to do it. If you're doing it from a spiritually manipulative side where you want something from the person, because why are you telling them that God said this and God said that? Why don't you just say, hey, I'm telling you that, you know, I want to, you know, this, that, and the other. Right. Yeah, and that's the difference between like overt spiritual abuse and covert spiritual abuse because mm. overt is an intentional, an intentional manipulation, an intentional that's, using of God. Covert is going to be more like, um, like someone is grieving, like they've lost a loved one and they're grieving, and and someone comes up to them and they're like, "Why are you grieving? You you know have faith in God. You shouldn't be sad." Now that person is probably just misunderstanding and misled and may have been injured themselves. And so it's coming, but they're coming from a place of really thinking they're right. And they're they're coming from a place of wanting to help, but it's actually doing damage to the other person. Like you're saying that I shouldn't, you know, grieve for my child or my mother or that kind of thing. Like they're not important people. Mm -hmm. Right. I can't, I'm not allowed to feel this emotion right now because, you know, you think that the religion teaches you to almost bypass your feelings and just say, you know, Oh, you know, God said, be happy or whatever in the Bible, you know, right. Kind of comes out of, like you said, miss, misplaced information and then also uh, uh, from a well-meaning place of like yeah. I really want you to I really think that this is the right thing thing to um, say but they're exactly. both damaging they're both they damaging. are absolutely yeah. you know co- you know and I think the overt um spiritual abuse is very much people on the pulpit you know people mm-hmm. telling you people with that, power yeah people with power to, to manipulate control or abuse another person and they know exactly what they're doing you know i think the covert is more the people in the congregation right mm-hmm. who have just told been told that oh i'm a good person if i you know say god's name on the end of everything or right. you know put god in every sentence or whatever just keep talking about god all the time even though sometimes it might not be appropriate mm-hmm. to talk about about God all the time or maybe the person doesn't want to hear about God or is you know atheist or whatever so it might not be appropriate all the time mm-hmm. you know um or just yeah just coming from a, a really good and meaningful place but it's not appropriate right. at certain times you know right somebody's right. grieving or they're feeling some kind of negative emotion I remember my ex-partner at the time for example if I would get angry, you know, mm-hmm. oh, you know, the scriptures about anger would come up, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And that Sounds is like a real gem. Yeah, that <laughs> is like spiritual abuse as finest because right. we are human. Above everything, we're human. 
we're going to have natural human emotions. That is happiness. That is sadness. That is grief. Mm -hmm. That is anger. We're going to have those natural human emotions and we need to own that. We're going to feel angry sometimes and not be expected to be this perfect person in God's eyes that doesn't get angry and then start feeling really bad about yourself if you've gotten angry. Okay, I'm not a godly person. I need to repent because I've gotten angry. And like, it's like, let's just calm down, you know? <laughs> yeah. Let's just calm down. We are not going to yeah. damnation because we got angry with our sister yeah. for borrowing our hairbrush. Like, let's just calm down, you know? And that's a good, a great sign of spiritual abuse. Yeah. If we're fearing like our standing with God or yeah. our worth as a person depends on being super hyper control of our emotions or how often we say God in a sentence, like that's a huge sign of being in a culture probably of spiritual abuse with yeah. all of that fear, you know, connected with spirituality. Like it's totally just like, Red flag, red flag, red flag. Um, yeah, and yet, unfortunately, I think a lot of a lot of people just live in that. And that's just the state, yeah. and that's just normal. And it's become it's become so normal for yeah. most people in like an evangelical world. What do they call it in a? Is it called evangelical in we, London? Yeah, we have evangelical. Yeah, is that called? That's what yeah. it's called. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, most people live in that state of like fear and consternation and confusion. And so it's become so normal that you yeah. don't even see it. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you only live in that community or only relate with people from that community or like, oh, my sister, it is all well. It is all well. God has got you. God is in, you know, you're in the hands of God. You know, God bless you. Um, you know, it is all well um, in, in God's name. You know, it's like no conversation is actually just normal, you know? Just normal, okay? Yeah. The cheeseburger is, it, it tastes good. It's by the good. grace of God. <laughs> by I the grace it. of God, the, the hamburger tastes good. Like, literally, it's like, let's just calm down again, okay? Let's calm down. I love it. I That's love it. That's the cheeseburger, okay? Just a burger. Your standing with God is not being challenged because you didn't say the grace of God or, you know, thank God for the cheeseburger or what, like, seriously, you know? You're not going to hell, okay? You're just not going to hell over this. It's okay to be normal and it's okay to be human at times, you know? Yes. Try and live a little. I think there's a huge kind of emphasis on, you know, this kind of secular world. And, you know, we are not from this world. We are different. We are set apart. We are going to heaven. Everybody else is going to hell, that kind of thing. And that is that kind of behavior of um, superiority that I think kind of stems from kind of like an egotistical kind of place because you're almost saying, I am better than these people. I know something they don't know. I am going somewhere that they're not going, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm, I'm set apart, you know? God loves me. I'm going to heaven, that kind of thing. And everybody else is going to burn in hell. Eternal right. damnation. Unless you right. follow me, unless you follow Jesus, you know, you're going to hell, sister, you know, kind of thing. And it's just like, wow, this is a lot, you know? Wow, why are we having these kind of totalist attitudes towards 
things and people, mm-hmm. you know? Why yeah. do we feel so egotistical about it, you know? So superior about it that, wow, I'm saved. Now I'm superior to everybody in the world unless they follow me and, you know, fo- follow Jesus and, and stuff yeah. like that. You know? Yeah, I think this, like the spiritual abusive authorities, and this is another thing that I'm studying is, it's, it either comes from a place of elevating their own ego or masking their shame. So it comes from one of those places and it presents very similarly in ego and shame. They, they, they correlate pretty well. But yeah, I think that that's a pretty big sign of when it's like using, they're using scripture to elevate themselves often with a very false humility. yeah it's almost like you know your self-worth equates to how many scriptures you know off by yeah you know yeah i can spill a scripture on there oh yeah how many how how much knowledge you have about you have exactly if if if, if a sister is struggling with something you know find a scripture that's going to suit to what she's going through Mm -hmm. you know and that means i'm a good person now because i've done things yeah I've shared, I've shared the good word. I've shared the word from the good book. So therefore I've done my part in the world. I'm still going to heaven. Right. Right. And I think, especially from people who were maybe brought up in the church, for example, who, like we said, maybe not have been taught how to maybe ask the right questions or it doesn't matter. You don't need to have a total full understanding of this religion or the entire Bible or whatever, you know, it's good enough. Just know some scriptures, just know how to encourage people. Just put God in as many sentences as yeah, you can. Check the box. Check You're the a decent person, box. you know? Yeah. And I think along with knowing the Bible for us to be wary and to be wise, I also think we need to know our own stories yeah. because our trauma, and I know that this is true for me, um, our trauma can, if if we have trauma, especially for those of us who come from backgrounds of abuse, it's going to be very easy to migrate to this person mm. that is like proclaiming all of this hope-filled stuff. Exactly. And so to know that we're, we might be um, drawn into certain types of teaching because we have a wound. And we're exactly. looking to fill that wound. And exactly. I, I, def, I don't think it's, the, still don't think it's the victim's fault that they yeah. find themselves in this situation, but it is a way to just be wise and, and wonder. Because I know for myself, like, um, I was very susceptible to like, you know, being, being seen, being called, you know, um, a great teacher, being, you know, just being, being, receiving accolades, receiving attention, because I was very wounded. And so when, when a abusive leader like compliments me and tells me I'm such a great teacher, like it just fills that little, you know, that little wound inside of me. And it's harder for me to think clearly because he's, he's, you know, very, very astutely filling a wound and he knows, you know, like he knows what he's doing. Perpetrator, they know what they're doing. A hundred percent. They're Every abuse always starts with love bombing. Mm-hmm. And that is by showering you with compliments, you know, good things about yourself, highlighting, making you feel good, like on a mm-hmm. cloud nine. You know, if it's a relationship, buying you gifts, showing you affection, again, giving you compliments, showering you with love. Mm-hmm. That is the first thing that an abuser will do in any kind of and they, Yeah, and they go for the people who are who are who need that. 
you know exactly because if you've come and i think this is like you know a psychological study as well that people who are brought up in maybe abusive households or they call it like alcoholic um households like whether your parents drunk or not just anything that was kind of abusive like you didn't feel like a safe um environment when you were a child you're more likely to to fall into an abusive relationship later on in your adult life and i still think that that includes um the relationship with, relationship with a church with, an, with a church is an abusive relationship yeah absolutely you know? and it's so sad because that is the exact opposite of what it should be exactly it should, it should be like be you know, i don't know if you know that i think carrie job's song song you know come to me you weary one and i will give you rest you know or i think it's in the bible as well right it's the yeah. scripture you know and that's exactly how the church is supposed to be you know open arms to give the wounded some rest and stuff like that, you know, safe haven. And it just becomes like this, like, maze that you can't get out of and you're struggling to find the way out once you've fallen inside this maze and what has happened here and how do I get myself out? Sometimes you don't even know what is wrong. You just know something is wrong here. Right. But because we haven't seen God, I think it becomes a lot more difficult as well to identify as an abusive relationship because the entire entire religion is based on faith. I know. It's based on something that you can't see. So it's easier to kind of drag this um, idea around longer and longer because maybe you're believing something is going to happen or you're believing for a sign or you're believing for a vision or you're believing for some kind of revelation right so you keep praying and you keep believing you keep interceding and fasting and all the rest of it or keep reading that bible that those scriptures but you know you'll find that you know nothing is really happening you know yeah yeah and you have to notice the patterns Notice yeah. the patterns and then notice, yeah, like you were saying, how you're feeling. You know something's off. You know. Um, you know pay attention to that. Pay yeah. that. It's good to pay attention to that. I think a lot of people feel shame in actually admitting that. I feel something is not right here. Like I went to a specific church, for example, and I just knew something is not right here. Mm-hmm. I just knew. The way the, 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 the alleged prophet or pastor operated, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. The way he spoke to members in the congregation, I didn't like it. The way he spoke to his wife, I didn't like it. The kind of yeah. you know, healings and methods that he was using in the place, I didn't like it. But yeah. why was I there? Yeah. Why was I there? I needed to ask myself that question. Why was I there? Because I believed that at some point something was going to happen or I'm going to get a word from him or maybe he has some powers that he's going to um, give me a prophecy that's going to help mm-hmm. my life and open up some kind of vision for me or just something. I believed in something that that wasn't tangible, that I couldn't see, you know? Mm-hmm. I had faith that something, that this man maybe had a word for me or something, yeah. something is going to happen. So I stuck it out and put up with the bad behavior that I can you didn't want it to be true you didn't want that this is actually just abusive to be Mm -hmm. honest with you you know this man is abusing his wife in the church verbally you know and you know we're talking about her Ah. her her weight and her appearance and this that and the other and saying he could do better openly saying that he cheats different women and stuff like this you know all sorts of things and he's saying this on the pulpit right I'm just a member of the congregation I didn't go to their house for dinner this is what I'm hearing from the pulpit okay Mm -hmm. 
So imagine like he's called up other men who's been like promiscuous or, you know, committing adultery in the, in the, in the church. And he's like, you know, I can, I know your wife wants to leave you. You know, he's telling the woman, you know, stop being silly. He's just having a bit of fun. At least he's coming home to you every night, you know, just let him back in the house, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm thinking, wow, this is oh, You know, he's given some crazy advice here, you know, that yeah, kind yeah, of that thing. Is a, that is a chronic overt situation for yeah, sure and it's like nobody can say anything nobody mm-hmm. and just the way that like, the vibe in the church was just wrong like I'd always been to very open friendly churches where hey how are you doing you mm-hmm. know people will greet you and stuff like that but I noticed from the time I got into this church it was different people seemed like they all had issues mm. you know like severe like mental issues that they were all dealing with, you know, mm. individually, you know, it, it would be very difficult for people to even just say hello to each other because everybody's like just going through their own personal thing and just hoping that this prophet is going to answer their prayers and, you know, yeah. speak to them and have a word from God, right? Yeah. Concerning their specific situation, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just about having that confidence to actually say, you know what? There are wolves in sheep's clothing. It's not just a scripture in the Bible. No, these people exist, okay? Mm-hmm. And I need to be looking out for that so I don't get caught up in that. And I think there needs to be so much more information out Amen. there. Amen. These more are the red flags, you know? If a pastor is wearing a red suit on Sunday, yeah, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. You know? <laughs> like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, something like that. But there needs to be like more awareness that these things actually do happen and people Mm -hmm. are just standing up and calling themselves pastors, prophets, all the rest of it, because it's a lucrative business. If and it's something so easy to get into because why the people are co-creators of it. You know, the people are doing the dirty work for the pastors. The pastors don't even need to do half of the work because the people are doing the dirty work for the pastors. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. it's so easy because the people already believe they don't need to see miracles and all the rest of it. They don't need to see all of that because you already believe it. As long as people already believe it, people are already say, um, reading those scriptures and believing those scriptures and not really understanding those scriptures. They don't need to understand it. As long as you, you put Mark 5 verse 41 or whatever, yeah. people are going to buy into it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's very, very easy for anybody to just stand up with no credentials from anywhere, you know, from the spirit and and, mm-hmm. and really fool you, you know? And, and start obviously increasing the demands because that's one thing I noticed in this church as well. The, as you stay there longer, the, the demands increased. I noticed that members who had maybe been there for a long time, he would feel very comfortable to just say, oh, you know, get up, come on, give a thousand pounds. Come on, you know, get up and come and give a thousand pounds. And, you know, people would just get up and give a thousand pounds, you know? Um, you know, I mean, if they have a thousand pounds, fine. But I mean, everybody in this church m- more or less looked like they were you know, not doing too well. Yeah, right. Right. Well, you know, which is probably why they needed help in the first place to get their lives in order and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Trying to come to the church to get some some peace, some rest, some inspiration. You know, Mm -hmm. believing that God is going to help them. You know, they're gonna 
some kind of you know shift is going to take place in their life to to improve it right right if i believe that being close to god or being um following you know this christian path is going to help me to get onto the next level and improve my life and all the rest of it then fine let me follow that path right mm-hmm. but what i don't want to be met with is somebody manipulating me to pay in money every single week more than i can afford right more than i can afford even when you go and get a credit card or whatever mortgage they will always do a credit check to check that you can afford what you're going to be paying for right Mm -hmm. in in church they don't care if your children have bread to eat they don't care if you you're going to meet your mortgage payment or you're going to have gas water electricity they don't care they're just like give your last money and god will bless you give your last money god is testing you if you're willing to give everything you have then they'll pull out the scripture about the woman who gave you know her last coin and god you know god was really touched by the fact that she gave her last coin and things like that using the scripture to manipulate it to suit themselves you know know, um, themselves so people will now interpret a scripture like that like maybe i should be like that woman in the bible maybe i should give everything i have you know this pastor in my church again was telling people don't pay your rent this month and see what God is going to do for you. See what God is going to do for you. You know, maybe I should step out in faith. Maybe I should, maybe my faith isn't strong enough and I need to do something radical to get God's attention. You know, mm-hmm. just like Hannah did in the Bible. She was radical with them prayers. She was clapping and stuff. You know, wow. you need to be radical if you want God's attention, if you want God to bless you, you know, and all people want is results. All people want is results yeah. in their life. They just want that shift. They just want that improvement. They just want that peace. They just want that safety. That's all people want. That's what church should be, not manipulating people so you can pay for your Range Rover car note, you know? I know. Yeah, it's that's absolutely awful. Totally not what the Bible yeah. is supposed to be used. and. Exactly. Um, yeah, we, yeah, I've got to go to a meeting now, so we need to connect again. And yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I totally agree with you about the awareness thing though. And yeah, giving people tools to, to oh, know exactly. that there are like top 10 red flags. Yeah, yeah. There are predators here. Like we there just have to acknowledge it. exactly and don't be afraid to acknowledge it as well you know you're not going to hell over it you know because you acknowledge that there's a wolf in sheep's clothing here you know Mm -hmm. it's more like kudos to you for actually alerting the others that okay this might be a dangerous place for us you know exactly exactly well thanks for uh initiating this so sorry again for thank you no that's okay that's okay as you said let's connect again and uh, maybe after christmas you want to connect again after 100 percent. i think we could we could really stretch this conversation up keep going exactly (laughs) let's keep it going talk to you soon all right bye-bye okay bye